it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The Supreme Court ruled years ago, I can dig up the case, that police officers do not have a constitutional obligation to save your life. And unlike the military, they don't even really have a legal obligation to follow orders. We saw that in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. We saw police officers abandon abandon their posts, obviously to aid their own families. But in the military, you don't just go off on your own. It's called AWOL. But if a police officer says, you know what, I quit, there's really not a lot you could do about it. And police and military, even though so many police officers are veterans and so many reservists are police officers, they are distinctly different institutions. Everything I'm about to say and cover is only predicated on the knowledge that we have right now. Nothing is final. But it's starting to look like the cops chickened out. We saw that in the Parkland shooting. A Broward County Sheriff's deputy just hightailing it out of there. This is Texas. When we think of law enforcement officers and Stetsons, when we think of a place where people take law enforcement seriously, we think Texas. To think the police officers may have run, may have refused to enter the building, is shocking. My wife and I had a very passionate discussion about this last night, not to share too much, but she was like, I would have gone in. I'm a mom. Those are my babies. And I said, you don't have any training. And unless you have a weapon, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't know. I would go in. Those are my babies. I was like, you might get yourself killed. She's like, I don't care. Those are my babies. And this went back and forth for like an hour. And allegedly one mom did just that and managed to get into a classroom and get her own kids out. I don't know if she brought any other kids out. I'll have to go deeper into the story. There's a lot swirling around. Since Greg Abbott's, Governor Abbott's press conference, we have found that there was no school resource officer. And the doors weren't even locked. So that right there should prove to the majority of people this is not a Second Amendment question. This is not a right to keep and bear arms question. This sounds like human failure. And you don't have to be from New Jersey where an untold number of people have no-show jobs. Super producer Mike and I were talking about this this morning where people who are in with the, the town or the county or the state get no-show jobs. And as much as I respect law enforcement, if you're giving a retired cop, a former chief, if you will, a school resource officer job that he really doesn't show up for, that's a problem. Because if we tell people in the community, taxpayers, that their children have a level of safety because there's an armed, sworn peace officer in the building during school hours and that person doesn't really show up that's a problem now let me say this before I start to get to the audio let me say this and I will be saying this to my mayor you have every right at the next town city county commissioners meeting to stand up with all due respect and say we have a right to know Mr. Mayor Mr. Police Chief Mrs. Mayor Madam Police Chief whatever Are your officers 
Is it your policy that your officers confront an active shooter? Yes or no? You have the right to know. Because if you've got cops on the payroll, and there are good cops and there are bad cops, there's no denying. If you've got cops on the payroll that are not up to the task, then you need new cops. You need new police officers. Some of the videos we saw, saw, and I always take videos with a grain of salt, because even though they're showing us something, eyes, ears, they could be edited, they could be out of context. What we saw was police officers restraining parents while refusing to enter the building. So if you're the kind of cop that has no problem throttling a scared mom, but you're not going to go into the building, you shouldn't be a cop. And if someone says, well, what about you, Andrew? I'm not a cop. I never told anyone I could be a cop. I'm not a military veteran. I've never cleared a house before. But you know what? If you ain't doing anything and my kid is in there, I might have to. Because my kid's not going to die because you're refusing to go in. Like my wife said last night, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it. See, I understand restraining people. If the police have a plan, if there's a SWAT team on the move, you don't want to get in the way of their plan. You don't want to get shot by them. You don't want to ruin an active crime scene because the shooter might not die. You want to prosecute him. But if you're standing on the outside and it takes the Border Patrol guys to show up an hour later, that's a problem. If that's 100% what happened. I'm being clear if. I'm not condemning anyone. I have no names of any officers that were on the scene except for the spokesperson. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. Headline Daily Mail. Texas cops didn't rush to find gunmen because they could have been shot and deliberately locked inside classroom to save other students. Border Patrol agents were also told to hold off, but eventually started pulling kids through the windows. Texas cops said last night they didn't immediately rush in to find the shooter on Tuesday's attack after being shot at because they feared they might be killed and even suggested that they deliberately lock the gunman in the classroom where he slaughtered 21 people in order to trap him. Now we have to know something. Were the kids already dead and then they locked him in the door, locked the door on him, or did they lock the door on him and then he killed all the kids in the classroom? Department of Safety Lieutenant spoke, uh, Lieutenant Chris Olivares made the astonishing comments during an appearance on CNN last night. He was being challenged by Wolf Blitzer over why the first officers who responded to the shooting retreated after Salvador Ramos shot at them with his AR-15, then waited for an hour for tactical SWAT teams to take him out, leaving him alone in the classroom with the 19 fourth graders and two teachers who he slaughtered. Don't current best practices lieutenant call for officers to disable a shooter as quickly as possible, regardless of how many officers are actually on site, Blitzer asked. He replied, in the active shooter situation, you want to stop the killing, you want to preserve life. But also one thing that, of course, the American people need to understand is that officers are making entry into this building. They do not know where the gunman is. They're hearing gunshots. They're receiving gunshots. He then appeared to take credit for the gunman being locked in the classroom with the kids for an hour, including some he shot at the start of the rampage, who later died at the hospital, claiming it saved other lives. Quote, at that point, if... They proceeded any further, not knowing where the suspect was. They could have been shot. They could have been killed. And at that point, the gunman would have had an opportunity to kill other people inside the school. So they were able to contain that gunman inside the classroom so that he was not able to go to any other portion of the school to commit other killings, Lieutenant Alvarez said. Well, wait a second. If they didn't know where he was, how did they know how to lock him in the classroom? 
If their claim, if the claim is they didn't know where he was, how did they know what classroom to lock? Here's another spokesperson, Victor Escalon, from the Texas Department of Public Safety. Cut one, play it. He went in at 11:40. He walks, and I'm at approximate 20 feet, 30 feet. He makes a right. He walks into the hallway. He makes a right. Walks another 20 feet. Turns left into a schoolroom, into a classroom that has doors open in the middle. Officers are there. The initial officers they receive gunfire. They don't make entry initially because of the gunfire they're receiving. But we have officers calling for additional resources. Everybody that's in the area, tactical teams. We need equipment. We need specialty equipment. We need body armor. We need precision riflemen, negotiators. So during that time that they're making those calls to bring in help, to solve this problem and stop it immediately, they're also evacuating personnel, not say personnel, students, teachers. There's a lot going on, a lot complex situation. They're measuring, they're measuring. Approximately an hour later, U.S. Border Patrol tactical teams arrive. They make entry, shoot and kill. The suspect. Again, the key word here <clears throat> is if some of this reporting is correct. If. I want to believe these officers did everything they could. I want to believe that they had a plan. I want to believe that the restraining of parents wasn't just a show of authority. That what they were doing was preventing the parents from intervening and messing up their plan. That's what I want to believe. Now, this is not over. There needs to be a full accounting, a full investigation here. The Houston Chronicle is reporting headline, Uvalde Uvalde shooting survivor says gunman played music, told teacher good night before killing her during hour-long attack. A survivor of Tuesday's school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, says suspected gunman Salvador Ramos played menacing music and taunted her teacher before killing her amid a spree of violence that took the lives of 19 students and two educators at Robb Elementary School. Speaking to CNN's Nora Newis, on Thursday, 11-year-old Maya Cerillo recounted the harrowing moments inside a shared classroom space where Ramos shot and killed all 21 of his victims before he was killed by a responding Border Patrol tactical unit. Maya said her class was watching Lilo and Stitch when Eva Morales and Irma Garcia, two teachers present in the conjoined classroom, received an email about an active shooter on campus. One teacher went to check the door, according to Maya, and found 18-year-old Ramos peering into the room. At this point, the teacher and Ramos made eye contact. Maya said... And the gunman proceeded to back into her classroom. The teacher and the gunman made eye contact a second time, at which point Ramos said, good night. Then he shot and killed the teacher. After killing her teacher, the gunman opened fire on students in the room, killing many of Maya's friends and leaving her with bullet fragments in her side, shoulder, and neck. She recounted that Ramos uh, stalked into an adjoining classroom space and continued shooting. 
The 11-year-old told Newis that she heard screams, gunshots, and music from the other room over the course of the nearly hour-long attack. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. Well, we did learn that there was no school resource officer in the building when he entered, even though that was the initial reporting. Play cut two. It was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. To clear the record on that. So there was no school resource officer. Was he at lunch? Was he uh, was he in the John? Is it a no-show job? Where was he? There are reports that the school officer is not normally armed, that he is armed. These are all facts that have to come out. Play cut three. Okay. I got you. Yes, sir. So I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. What is your name? Shimon. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information, so why don't you clear all of this up now and explain to us how it is that your officers were in here for an hour? Yes, Shimon, we will we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. That, that's that's our job. So give us time. I'm taking all your questions. I'm taking them back to talk to the team. And uh, look, thank you for being here. Have a we'll talk soon. Again, we need a full accounting. Need a full accounting. When did the officers go in? If there was a delay, why was there a delay? If there was a hold, why was there a hold? Why did it take a Border Patrol tactical unit to show up late in the game to do what these officers who were present on the scene, including, oddly, U.S. Marshals, who arrested one of the moms, by the way. One of the mothers was placed under arrest by a U.S. Marshal. A father was thrown to the ground and cuffed. Now, I get it. There's two sides to this. Those are their kids in there. And we put a certain amount of trust in professionals. But if you're standing outside a school, again, did the parents hear the gunshots? If they say they don't know where the gunman is, how do they know how to lock him into the classroom? Is there a plan, a document that we could look at that says if there's a school shooting, here's the acceptable losses to prevent a greater loss. Meaning, if he's locked in one classroom, he kills all those kids, but we save all the others. This we need to know. Because we as taxpaying citizens have the right to say to our mayors and our police chiefs, what's your plan? And no gun confiscation is not the answer. Now, Sweet Potatoes, Sweet Potatoes is going to tell you that if guns were the solution, we'd be the safest country on earth. They always say Australia this, Australia that. They never say Mexico this, Mexico that. One of the most violent countries on earth has outlawed 
private citizens from owning the overwhelming majority of guns. I think you're allowed to have 22 bolt-action rifles. Cartels don't follow the law. They also leave out Switzerland, which I believe has a higher percentage of guns per capita than the United States in the hands of private citizens. Oh, and these are the same people. They were so excited to see civilian men being handed weapons in Ukraine. Cut four. Hours before the shooting, many of the 19 kids who were killed uh, in, uh, in Texas, Uvalde, were being awarded certificates of the Rob, of the Rob Elementary's honor roll cer- ceremony as part of the end of the school year. Today would have been their last day at school and uh, for the school year. In Buffalo, on the same day, on the same day that this happened just two days ago, two of the 10 people who were killed while going to the grocery store on a Sunday, like many of us do, were being, were being buried and honored by their families. I'm talking about Aaron Salter, the security officer who first responded, and Celestine Cheney, a mother and grandmother of six, were being buried by loved ones right in, in Buffalo on that same day. So America has more guns than people in this country. If more guns were indeed the solution, we would be the safest country in the world, but we are not. We can, we can go through any statistic and come up with a reason why to lock down people or take away their rights. You know, after that SUV driver, in quotes, in Waukesha, we didn't ban SUVs. Plowed right through a crowd of people. Biden didn't go visit. He's going to Valdi, but he's not going to. Nobody went to Waukesha. Notice that? Nobody went there. Why? You damn well know why. Weintick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. I'm not going to spend all day on this, but I've got more serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.